there's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Oh, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not found to the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. Hey, I'm not surprised. Live from the dual layers, it's Wednesday night. That's right, folks. Wednesday Night Live, powered by First Financial Bank, 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials, 317-417-8582. And the rock star realtor himself, Mr. Sean Nugent, 317-503-8322. Buying or selling a home, text Sean today, 317-503-8322. Day morning. The one. What is going on? I mean, I really don't know what was going on there, but I don't know. <laughs> went with it. You know, no, I heard the, the beat. The one is good, man. I'm chilling, getting ready for uh, game two of the World Series. Um, <clears throat> working on some things for tomorrow's Power Pack show, um, and really chilling this fall break man so um hearing a lot of a lot of Fortnite and uh you guys are on fall break now okay yeah, hearing a lot of Fortnite and hearing a lot of um what's that soccer with cars rocket uh, league rocket league yeah so i'm hearing a lot of that things going on and so but for the most part yeah it's it's gravy baby good good I'm trying I'm to keep glad. the crumbs out of my beard. I, I know. You were having you said you were having trouble with catching crumbs. Yeah, it's new. It's new. It's never really been this long. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's, a it's new, almost like a face pillow. Yes, it is quite soft. It is warm. It's very warm. <laughs> so a little backstory. I have not, I mean, I've trimmed and lined up, but I have not cut my beard since COVID started. Since your daughter, Mac. Fantastic played basketball, right? Yeah, since they stopped them. You know, I wasn't going to I was gonna shave once they played again. And it never happened. They've been playing. They've been playing. You but know, it didn't happen playing, for the school. That, but, it didn't happen for school last year. Um, no, they finished. Oh, they did. They did. It, they, it was they the boys that didn't yeah. finish. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're so, right. There you go. My crown right. catcher is 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 fooling out. I'm gonna catch Chris here in a little bit. Wow. You got to get that beard, uh, what is it, the beard juice or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what they to put on it. No, it's all natural, dog. <laughs> Ain't no extra additives. It's, just, it's, it's coming to America. Juices and berries, baby. Juices and berries. <laughs> wow. All righty, then. <laughs> well, we have a fan-freaking-tastic show tonight for you guys. Let's start off. With a little bathroom scrolling. 
Or you can talk about the shows that we do. Every- you didn't read what I put <laughs> after it, did you? What? No. You didn't read what I put after it, did you? There's Not nothing there. Then. What? There's nothing there. Well, at least it's on my side. Oh, okay. I so we're going to move right in the bathroom. Hey, you put that room. shit at the top. You didn't put it at the end. I'm looking at the bottom like, where's that? Oh, let oh, me more. The wonderful world of note-taking digitally, <laughs> mobily, remotely, whatever. I don't listen to mobily. Don't you curse me again. With all your googly moogly. <laughs> All right, bathroom scrolling. Get into it. Bathroom go. scrolling. Go, go, go. What? Go. What? Go. Oh, bathroom scrolling. Mybookie.ag. You want to put some betting in? You want to make some money? You bet your ass you do with mybookie.ag. Go to mybookie.ag. Sign up using promo code BWSports, the number one, for 100% deposit match up to $1,000. There you go. There you go. MyBookie.ag. Put that money in. You ready? Uh, Yes, and happy belated birthday, uh, my bookie and your partner on Monday night, Mr. Rafael Esparza. It's not late birthday. It's today. Well, it's late for us, early for him. (laughs) Well, about three hours earlier, yep. Happy flipping birthday, Mr. Rafael Esparza. You got to roll the R. Roll them. Sound like an idling car. Or Stevie Nicks, one of the two. Maybe. (laughs) All right. Um, First up, bro, we have the golf match number three. Yes, we do. And this one is... Um, adding Barkley and Stefan. And I do get get you going for uh, Chuck and Phil because Phil is a professional player. But oh, Chuck man. Cups, Hold Chuck on. Cups, Peyton yeah. is good and Steph is really good. <laughs> for all of you joining us on the video, Let's watch this swing by Mr. Barkley. God love him. He was he was my favorite player growing up in watching the NBA. Okay, but this brother, uh, oh my God! Hold on, did you see that? Hold on, where did land? I don't know. I don't think it went very. I don't think it went past the rough right in front. Of the uh, of the the T-box. Hey, my my question is: Looking at that swing, I'm not a golf guru by any means, but looking at that swing, um, I want to stop in the middle. <laughs> I want to look back at um, his career. Did he have any major shoulder injuries? Yeah, back problems. But I could I could see I, yeah he had back problems, but I think that swing is more hindering in the shoulder area than it is the back like i mean my swing i got a jacked up shoulder like bad but my swing don't look like that (laughs) i don't know what's wrong i don't know what's wrong 
don't know. But, yeah, Phil, that's a challenge for him. It should be fun. Again, they're playing for another great cause. But it should be fun. Phil's I mean, Peyton is damn near a pro golfer nowadays. Come on. Well, now. Peyton, well, right. in the offseason, I would say Steph is more on the Romo level of the. Steph's that good? That Steph's good, bro. Really? <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to recanter my. No, I'm not. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with Phil Mick and Sir Charles. No, I'm pretty sure Steph will be the one carrying that uh, that particular grouping. Really? Yeah, that's no. nice. Ah, come on, man. All right, go go Peyton, do your research. Peyton, go do your Peyton, research. But, yeah, but Peyton's been out there for a while Listen, now. Go do your research. <laughs> Peyton's been out there a while with other people like him. <laughs> Steph and Romo, these guys is damn near making tournaments, man. <laughs> well, maybe we so, got there's a calling here in the next couple of years. Okay. <laughs> For Steph? I don't know. I mean, Romo, I mean, I feel that he'll 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 fill into another spot. Like Romo's missed a couple cuts uh or trying to get in into a couple tournaments, just being a couple strokes off. I feel Steph is in that same area, but I think it's more of a hobby for him. You know, if I can make an event, that'd be cool. Like, hey man, look at me. I can do this other, but turning this into a, a tour career, I doubt it. All right. Next. Um, this is in your realm, bro. Speak it. Speak uh, it. We got a we got a pretty good fight. There we go. The, this weekend in the uh, we're gonna go to the Octagon and we're going back to Fight Island, which is I will continue to say that I'm completely disappointed with how Fight Island is and how I expected it. Now, okay, I get it. I wasn't going to get the Mortal Kombat theme that I really wanted for Fight <laughs> Island. I get it. We're not ready for that type of thing yet. But I felt that we'd at least get some beach matches, man. We I mean, it no would be nice. Matches. You got to have something out there that is, I don't know. There's got to be something appealing to fight island, like you're saying, there's got to be something appealing, and there's I mean, it looks like really nothing different. It looks like the apex, and you keep showing this outdoor ring when you give us the commercials in the intro, but yet when it's time to fight, they in the eye, they in the, the apex, right? <laughs> so, but anyway, to the fighters, you got uh, Khalid, or 13 letter last name. Uh, going against the American, was it Gatsy? Gaethy. Gaethy. Yeah, him too. Okay, so here's my prediction. I was actually talking to our boy Nathan Manis uh, earlier over uh, Messenger, seeing what's happening with him. Um, and then I asked him, I said, you know, who are you taking this weekend? He said he'd love to see uh, – Gaethje win it, but he thinks Khabib will. And he asked me what what my thoughts were. And I said, I think it should be a good fight. Like my notes say, it could be a really good fight. But then again, for some reason, it just has the feeling of being one of those fights that you're going to get the hypes there, everything. You get in, and in two minutes – Fights over. That yep. could go either way. 
Yeah, because both of them have knockout power. JT both. has knockout power. Khabib has knockout power. But Khabib really likes so, to, to ground and pound and submit. True. Um, Gaethje so, does have Gaethje does have a wrestling background, but I do not see it. The only way Gaethje had Gaethje, whatever it is, uh, can do anything. No, what are we doing here? Yeah, get rid of that. <laughs> you can hit the button too, dude. And elapse me. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I just don't see if Gagey can pull out a quick knockout. That's the only way that I can see him winning. The longer the fight goes, the the more tired he's going to get. The easier Khabib will be to take Gagey down. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts. You just see that pop up on your screen. <laughs> I'll tell. I was. Uh, I'll inbox you. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So, I do think it'll be a really good fight. Um. Before we transition into the next one, I think it'll be a little better than what we were supposed to expect uh, the weekend before. Um. But this seems like it'll be a good fight. There's a little animosity coming from one end. You got an interim champion who doesn't want to um, pretty much hold that belt. He wants Khabib's belt. So this is somewhat of a unification, I guess. I don't really know. I didn't know they had two belts in the same class, you know, like they do in boxing where you got, you know, five different boxing divisions or not divisions, but sanctioning bodies to have a belt. So I'm really confused how you have an interim light heavyweight and you got a guy who has a light heavyweight belt. So Khabib, Khabib could not travel during the COVID to fight uh, originally. So it was the, the belt suspended. I'm just giving you the reason, damn it. You asked and I'm telling you. He wasn't allowed to leave because of COVID. So for some reason, now why they did it, I don't know. But they did it that way. I cannot answer that part. Yeah, so um, I'm really, really confused by that. Um, to me, that really doesn't make sense. That, that, that sounds like something Dana just cooked up in his head, regardless if the man couldn't travel due to pandemic reasons. There is um, um, a good, um, respectable reason why he couldn't fight or defend the belt. You don't create another belt just to make somebody happy. Obviously, it defeated the purpose because the guy doesn't even want the damn belt. He wants the real belt. So you putting up pictures of a guy with two belts, you know, I mean, a guy with the same two guys with the same belt. Um, I kind of feel where he's coming from that. So it should be pretty good. He's got knockout power. He's got sustainability. I'm going to go with the guy that's 28. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Khabib is winning. Put some money on him. You bet your ass. Yeah. All right. Going into this, um, I heard some news that Chris Cyborg wants a rematch with Amanda Nunez. Why not? She can't be beat by anybody else. Nunez has nobody else to fight. Why not? Well, isn't she in Bellator now? Do a super fight. Do some type of do some type of collaboration or something. I don't know. You really think Dana's going to do that? 
No, not <laughs> no. after what just happened. <laughs> well, that too, but not. You know, I just don't see that happening at all. You know, not where, not with her. You know what I mean? Because she had her shot in the UFC. She could have stayed within those, um, stayed within those, those, that league and got her shot back at Amanda Nunez, you know, did the proper thing, but you jump shit. You were unhappy. So you jump shit. So Amanda Nunez name shouldn't even come out your mouth until you come back in with the big boys or the big girls. Well, it wasn't because of her losing that she's not in there. It doesn't matter if she's, if, why she's not in there. She's not there. So you can't speak her name that you want to fight her if you can't fight there. Shut up. Go fight everybody else over in that other league. That's how I look at it. I mean, regardless of if it's going to be a good fight or not, probably think she'll knock her ass out. You know what I mean? Never really been a big fan of Cyborg in the first place. But, you know what I mean? I, I feel if you if you want to step up to the baddest chick on the planet's plate, you got to be in her playing field. You're not in her playing field. All right. Okay. <laughs> Next. And uh, what was coined the biggest fight of the year was such a letdown. Uh, the Lopez, the Teofimo Lopez and uh, um, Vasily uh, Lomachenko fight. Um, huge letdown. And and on, on one part, you know, uh, Teofimo Lopez showed up. He came to fight. He yep. came to do exactly what he wanted to do. Um, Vasily Lo, uh, Lomachenko looked a, looked a little bit flourished, or flushed or flourished or fluttered or whatever the word is. It looked like he wasn't all the way there. Um, the fight didn't, the fight went the, the distance. Um, a unanimous decision. I think one could, uh, um, judge scored the card uh, 119-109. I don't think it was that big of a landslide, but I do think um, um, Lopez won the fight. I was really disappointed in Lomachenko and being an opportunity for you to really put a, a, a foothold and take control of the pound-for-pound pound best boxer on the planet. Um, I haven't yet put Lopez in that position because you won that belt, because you won all four belts. I still think there's some guys out there that are a little better in other weight classes, but I mean the fight didn't live up to it. You know, I mean Lopez was doing his thing, and I was a little disappointed in Lomachenko. And before I get into uh, my little extra note on the side of that, what did you think of the fight? From what I saw, um, it did look like a. It didn't look like it was going to be a fight to live up to the hype like you were saying. I honestly, I was so tired, I fell asleep, and it wasn't because of the, the, the fight, no pun there. But, um, yeah, I mean, from what I saw, and then what, the highlights that I saw, it was just like, yeah, you know, the, it's, a, it's a fight, man, and you're not coming with it. Like you said, Lopez did. Lopez showed up to fight. He did what he should have done. He did – he, he – he controlled the pace of the fight, and obviously that was his game plan, and it worked. Lomachenko I mean, didn't show up. I think it was his game plan, but I think we as fans, him as a fighter, expected more out of Lomachenko. Lomachenko always starts out slow. You know what I mean? He always starts out first two, three, four rounds. He starts out slow. And then when he finds his rhythm, his angles, 
his little side steps after he studied you for two or three rounds. Then he begins to do his thing. Um, you saw maybe a little bit of that, but you didn't see that as fierce as we normally would. Maybe Lopez had a little bit to do with it. Maybe not. But this brings into my point of what I said, how disappointing that I hear this. And you really only hear it in these fighting sports, UFC or boxing, more predominantly in boxing. And the last we heard of it was the Floyd Mayweather Pacquiao fight. <clears throat> I say this. If you are hurt. And if you are recovering from an injury or a surgery that no one knew about, don't fight. Because I don't want to hear that as your excuse three days later after the fight's over. So God. apparently Lomachenko was recovering and was in pain from a soldier surgery that no one knew about. Because if they knew about it, we'd have been talking about it. You know what yep. I mean? So, And it would have changed betting all the way around. So I feel that the betting people need to go to um, Lith Lithuania and holler at my boy. <laughs> you owe us the money. You know what I'm saying? We betting on a healthy, you know, Lomachenko. And here you are three days later bitching about, oh, I wasn't to full capacity. You know what I mean? We're covering from a This fight was postponed twice mm -hmm. this year. So obviously neither one of these fighters would have had an issue of postponing this fight. A little bit longer. I'm sure Teofimo Lopez wanted a healthy uh, Vasily Lomachenko, and he didn't get that. I felt that he was cheated. So he shouldn't get no purse. Well, you know that's not going to happen. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. The same way with the Pacquiao. You know what I mean? You're going to get in the fight, get your ass beat, and all of a sudden, oh, my shoulder. Oh, I was having issue. Man, go with that bullshit. I agree. I agree. There's no disagreeing on my side, sir. Not with that. I mean, if you hurt, it's one thing. If you're injured, handle your business before you get back in there. Because, like you said, I don't want to hear an excuse when you lose and say, "Oh, well, I had this that I was dealing with." If unless it just happened, you know, because things do happen in training. You can pull out the fight. Uh, you they don't want to, the it depends on how bad, man. I'm a, if I sit there and tweak my knee just a little bit and I'm able to walk, I'm able to move, I'm still able to do something, I'm going to continue on because I'm hurt, not injured. If I'm injured, I blow my ACL or something, then, yeah, I'm going to pull out of the fight. There right. is a difference. I think Plus there's a difference. Thing. I think it's a difference all the way around with the hurt and injured thing with boxing and UFC than it is regular sports. <clears throat> Basketball, football, baseball, I think those are sports you can absolutely play hurt. Injured, no. Boxing, UFC, I don't think you should be able to fight either one of those hurt or injured. Pride gets in the way. Hey, pride gets your ass whooped. Well, we've seen that occasionally, <laughs> haven't we? <laughs> yes, we have. All right, so anything else on that, sir? Nope. All right, let's switch over to the NBA a little bit. Um, just a couple of headlines. Um, the Pacers hired a coach. Mm -hmm. Can't um, say his last name. Yeah, that guy. Um, he's out of the Toronto uh, Raptors camp, assistant coach there. Uh, they love them there. 
I know they had a press conference here uh, today with him. A couple of Pacer players tweeted out, welcome in our new coach. Um, he said they're going to be fun to watch. We're going to get up down the floor, shoot threes. All right. That's <laughs> that's not the type of play I want to see, but okay. Well, and I'll Next. say it again. If you want to see that type of basketball, you better go watch old film because that game is gone. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. But I don't know. I don't have any real uh, opinion on him because I'm not too familiar. I mean, I know who he is. I, I, you know, I did a little research on him, but personally, watching anything like that, I, I have no real opinion on it yet. Yeah, I'm sure we'll dig into it a little bit more uh, when we have our um, our basketball chit chat tomorrow with our special guest. So this will be this will be pretty fun. Um, you know, I mean, I'm interested to see the direction that these guys are going to go in. You flirted around with that um, ridiculous Victor Oladipo max deal talk, and you got to take care of CJ Warren. So it's, there's a lot going on. I figure we'll dig into that a little bit tomorrow. Um, when we go over some more basketball, I just wanted to, you know, put it out there that they hired a new coach. Gotcha. Um, and also that um, another coaching job has been taken off the books. Uh, Stan yeah. Van Gundy, brother of Jeff Van Gundy, former Miami Heat and Orlando Magic coach, is taking over the reins of the New Orleans Pelicans with that very young, exciting athletic lineup. So that should be pretty fun to watch and see how his his old school mentality mixes in with this this new breed of basketball. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, see. Huh? It'll be interesting to see. Yes, it will. I think they'll um, be good. I'm not gonna jump into it too too much because like you said, you know, tomorrow we're gonna be talking basketball, but I think that's a in my opinion, my initial reaction, that's a better hire for them than the Pacers got. I might agree with you on that. <laughs> might agree with you on that, buddy. I mean, I, 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 my theories go so much deeper than just who they hired. You know, I mean, but I guess it doesn't really matter because they just got rid of a black coat, so can't really say they didn't really do through process. So, um Anyway, <laughs> um, so next up, we're going to hit the track. So I'm unfamiliar with this one a little bit other than the, I guess he said uh, the N-word on a racing game or something like that. Yep. Uh, Kyle Larson was playing. He was doing the iRacing thing. He was in the middle of a race. He had a hot mic on, obviously, and... Instead, uh, he said, like, uh, he was sitting there, I guess, trying to get somebody's attention, I guess, is what was said. And he well, goes, that's going to get somebody's attention, all right. He said, hey, mm. <laughs> and it wasn't just to one person. It was to the whole everybody that was on that uh, race with him. And everybody heard it, and they're like, uh. Kind of like those sounds they heard from that news reporter the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And actually, I believe Connor Daly was in the race with him. He said something like, oh, that ain't good. 
<laughs> so, but you know, supposedly, like, like, like I said, supposedly, you know, he went through everything that he he needed to go through voluntarily. Um, the only, uh, I'm not making any type of excuse of what he said. Obviously, was wrong. If this situation has helped him mentally and open his mind up, then I see it as a good thing. I can't answer if it did or not. I have no clue. Don't know the guy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I put it this way. Um, if you said it that comfortably, you say it comfortably all the time. Oh, I'm with you. I don't know the demographic of his of his his friend pool. Hi, hi what do you think? What do you think it is? <laughs> I don't know the demographic of his friend pool and how um, loosely that word is used on either side of his his friend genes. <laughs> but it's 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 the fact that how comfortable you use the word, which brings the the alarm bells for me. I mean, it's a difference, you know, you know, you oh my God, I can't believe I said something like that, Phil. I'm sorry that I got caught for saying something like that. See the difference there? <laughs> I don't know. So um if he learned the I lesson, see the difference, yes. If he learned the lesson, if he's getting the education that he's that that he required to understand, whatever. Was he even a good racer? I mean, he's really good on dirt, man. He's really good where he's at right now. Oh, so he wasn't with the big money. No, he was in NASCAR. He was in the cup cars and all, all right, that. So was he winning races? Was he a winner? Was yeah. he a good driver at that point? Yeah, he wasn't. He was a decent driver. But he's but really good in where he's at right now. <laughs> he's really good at where he's at right now, though. No, okay. So then I think that's where he should stay. <laughs> um, message. Ne message. <laughs> next up, uh, some more allegations going on. And this one concerns me because it's from a decent and respected program and a coach that I thought was highly re 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 um, respected by his ex-peers. And it has uh, quite a few NBA players uh, from the Wichita State, uh, preferably um, – uh, Van Vliet, Van Fleet from um, Toronto, who is a free agent. Boys, we're gonna get on to. We'll talk about that tomorrow too. But um, I want to know what some of his older players think of these allegations to give me a sense of you know the the truth or the validity behind the allegations. Well, the head coach of Wichita State um, is being under uh, is under investigation for abuse of players and staff. Now, I don't know how much you've read into it, but apparently um, some um, some heated exchanges, not really heated exchanges, but he's he's an old school coach. He's a Bobby Knight um, um, Duke. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, you know, that type of ram, a coach that's old school, that'll get in your face. You know, so that I'm not really too much worried about unless you're demeaning the kid. But the problem that I have is this physical abuse. What's physical abuse? I mean, did you aggressively move a kid to a spot that you wanted to be on the floor? Or did you throw a chair or a ball at him? There's a difference there. You know what I'm saying? But what really concerns me is the fact that since March, 
you had seven players transfer out. That rings alarm bells for me. So I really like to know a little bit more what's going on in this situation. I agree with you. You know, I I mean, I I don't want to get into it too deep right now because I still am not fully aware. I mean, I've read into it a little bit. I kind of looked looked at some some things. I don't know what it was actually said. And like you said, we don't know what was actually done as far as the physical abuse. But we always we we also know that nowadays compared to like what you're telling me about watching the style of basketball on the court, get over it. That way is done now. Like you, I mean, there's no difference, and it's it, it, some of the things I'm sure do cross the line, but a lot of the things don't really cross the line. But they do. They didn't, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But now they do. I guess. Yeah, I, I think. I think your example is apples and oranges, because <laughs> if you really look at it, these coaches in college that win are that style of coach. Players well, coaches then, don't. Players then you have to do win. better. Then you got to do better at recruiting the type of players that can handle you, yeah, or the type I, of I, parents I saw, I saw, that can I mean, handle sure. your coaching. For the most part, I think most kids and most coaches do. It's the ones that sneak through that are um, super pacified, super glorified. And when they get to a situation where they're not the alpha dog, they don't know how to cope. They don't know how to they don't know how to deal with it. So they go run into their little coddly mommies, and then that's how situations get started. But if you look at it, look back at these national champ these guys that keep winning national championships. These guys get in your ass, and they're known for getting in your ass. And they win. I, I have no problem at all with a coach getting in getting in a player's ass if it's needed. Um, you know, but I'm also totally against, especially at the lower levels grabbing a jersey of, of a kid or doing something like that you know you gotta watch you gotta watch where your line is you gotta draw that line your kids gotta know where that line is the parents gotta know where that line is and you all gotta agree on it mm -hmm. I think that's and, and we'll we'll actually discuss a little bit this tomorrow with uh some of our guests when it comes to the basketball scene you know I mean both of these guys are coaches and trainers so how do you um physically get a kid where you need them to be and understand what you need them to understand without being aggressively abusive. You know what I mean? Like, because you put your hands on your two hands on each shoulder and you move a kid over, you know what I mean? Most people, it's not going to be a real good thing. But if it's one of these pacified pepper, Percy ass, uh, private school ass kids, that shit ain't going to fly. You know what I mean? They're going to get on the phone, little iPhone, call their little rich-ass parents. Oh, and next thing you know, they're on the phone with the dean and the chancellor and this respectable individual who's made men out of boys for decades is now being run through the mud because some pussy-ass parent didn't know how to put some balls on their kid. Well, you just totally took the whole story that I read and 
put it right there into those couple words in that last sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and we move on. <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, I just read Penn, right before the right before the show about 15 minutes ago. Penn State's coach is also under fire for about the same thing, saying the wrong thing to the wrong person. Man. Now, I do not know what was said. I have no clue I'm what was tell said. You. I'm going to tell you what was said. Okay. Now, this is what was said, but we were not given any context of it. Okay. You know, he said, and these were the words, loosening the noose around your neck. That's what he said. Now, is that Hey, we want to get this D. We want to work this offense in the right way where we can loosen the loosen the noose that the defense has tied around their neck. Com- same thing, completely different way of saying it. So, what was the contents behind it? What was he saying it, or is he just saying here, listen, here, little nigga, we're gonna loosen that noose around your neck if you don't start playing that ball real good? I got a feeling it wasn't like that. <laughs> So, but he resigned, the kid transferred, so maybe it was a little more, or maybe you just didn't want to deal with this situation. Maybe you didn't feel like you were getting the backing that you need from Penn State, because we obviously know Penn State does not back their coaches. Mm. <laughs> that we do. So, um, another that conversation at hand. But, so. That we do, sir. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, another situation where, you know, it's the wrong time and the season's getting ready to start, bro. <laughs> and you ain't got no coach. Nothing. Yeah, I'm, already, I'm already opting out of the season and transferring. <laughs> <laughs> so I get six years of playing college basketball because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the NCAA did say that all uh, fall sports athletes will receive an extra year of eligibility. Oh, okay. I did not see that. I'm yeah, glad they did. Ago. I'm glad they did. Yeah. I was right. on vacation when that happened. <laughs> I think it was a week before you went on vacation. I'm still on vacation mode. That's fine. It works for me. <laughs> um, a little local lose. Um, if you guys have Say that game, again. A little local lose. If you guys haven't paid attention yet, um, this is Indiana. This is basketball state. High school basketball is officially open season. So the girls started practicing this week. I think the boys have a week or two and then they get going. Um, so this is what we do. You know, I mean, you got football in Texas, you got football in Florida, you got baseball out west. Basketball is what we do. High school is it, and I'm ready to get going. Um, should be a pretty exciting season. We'll dive in a little bit more of that tomorrow uh, when we talk to, um, you know, some of our basketball people from around our, our local local um, communities. So that should be pretty good. Uh, so um, if you got a, a team that you you support, it's about time to get ready to get to them, them Friday, Saturday night games, baby. There we go. I'm ready to roll. Ready to roll. Maybe we'll do some type of spotlight team of the week i like it i like it we do a boys and a girls game a boys and a girls team yeah we'll stay local we'll stay within central indiana and the surrounding area i won't dip into bloomington or Terre Haute or fort wayne or anything like that unless it's uh one of the top five teams that need to be talked about like Penn, 
you know, uh, Carol or anything like that. Homestead, I think, is another one. But. Okay. I mean, that sounds good. Let's uh, let's get that going. Sounds good. Um, last couple things for that, and then we can end it up with some baseball news. Um, Antonio Brown will be eligible will be eligible to be reinstated for play and can play as early as week nine in the NFL. <laughs> yes. So apparently there's a front runner and somebody yep. who's been driving his car for a while. Yep. That'd be the Seattle Seahawks who'll be look like the likely target for Mr. Antonio Brown services. Um, apparently, there's been some workouts over the summer between both quarterbacks with the Seahawks, the starter and the backup. So this should be uh, interesting how this pans out. Apparently, Pete Carroll and Russell and uh, Antonio have been in contact. I don't want to say they're monitoring his, his shit, but they've been in contact. So I think that might be the first person you want to look at, first team you want to look at when he is fully reinstated. Uh, could be as early as this weekend. Can play as early as week nine. So that response lets me know that Dad does not care two shits about Antonio Brown. No, I'm I'm not too happy with what's going on with our sh- with our feed tonight. Uh, I'm getting notified by a couple people, but you know what? The show goes on. Show goes on. What happened? Cause nothing. What you said earlier in the in the message? Oh, so yeah. it's blocked. La, 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 la. Oh, that's freaking Come great. Come on, David. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Raiders. What uh, are you gonna do? This is this, <laughs> this is brand new. This is brand new. It came on right before the show hit. Um, Raiders have sent home has sent home their whole offensive line. Due to contact through a positive test of Trent Green. Is that right? Is that his name, Trent Green? I wanted to say Trent Richardson, but he's a running back and he sucks. So I'm going to go with Green. Sounds right. I know it's not Richardson. (laughs) (laughs) I know it ain't Richardson. Which is kind of difficult right now because they got a big boy game coming up Sunday night against Mr. Brady and that stifling Tampa Bay defense. Yep. I might have to change my pick on that game. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be keep a close eye on what's going on with the uh... Yeah. YouTubing it up right now, folks. Yeah. Hop over to YouTube channel, BW Sports One. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just staring at Damon's bald ass head right now. Hey, there he is. Yeah, I'm I'm reading. I know you are. Get off of it. It's done over with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um there's nothing we can do. Never mind. I, I was about to say something. Oh, I was about to say something. That would have been stupid. <laughs> yeah, all right, so uh, commercial break, and we'll get into our baseball. All righty. And station identification time brought to you by the following. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Dan, from Black and White Sports and BWSports1.com. 
I'm here today to fill you in on a little banking advice. I don't know much, but I know somebody who does. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard at First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials. He's really good at banking. 317-417-8582. Call John today and tell him the boys from BWSports1.com sent you. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. Yeah. Station identification, as always. And let's go through the shows on the network really quick. Sunday, 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 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in the morning. You got our brothers, the stash, the beard in the stash, over at Checkers and Wreckers for everything that drives fast, shifts hard, and keeps that rubber on the road. Monday Monday night, 7.30 Eastern. Bet your ass with Rafael Esparza. Check out all the betting odds and fun with your money betting. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in the evening. You got the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast going with the Redraft Show throughout this season exclusively on BW Sports 1 Podcast. Tuesday night, 7.30. Taco Tuesday over here at the Black and White Sports Boys. Wednesday is always Wednesday night live here at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Thursday's couch talk, basketball talk. Got some guests tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Saturdays we end this the week with a little wrestling, little squared circle. Little squared circle action. Super kicking it with Steven. 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All can be caught on BWSports1.com. Yes. Damon's a happy camper right now. Yes. Damon is a happy camper. Yeah, just just to add to more of my uh whatever. All right, um baseball. World it's, series. It's pretty short and sweet. I mean, Kershaw comes out, does something that he normally doesn't do in the playoffs, Man. and that's win. <laughs> and win and they won dominantly. What was it? Seven to two, eight to two, eight, or something. Eight two, I think. Eight three, eight three. Come on, guys! You got to do better than that. You got to do better than that. However, tonight, I just bet my ass. Yeah, Jasmine's over here. <laughs> I just bet my ass on the Rays to take game two. So you going? So you're going to back up with uh, Tony? Not Tony Snail. Uh, somebody Snail. Start pitching for Snail. Um, with the Rays is going at it. Um, I think the uh, the Dodgers are going uh, bullpen action today. I think they – I don't even know who the starter is. I think he's only get like two innings, and they're going straight bullpen. Um, the advantage – And it's, it's already one to nothing midway through the first. Tampa who, Bay's up. I just switched over. <laughs> I just turned it on, clicked it on the phone, and it's one nothing already. Yeah, you know, um, the advantage the Rays have 
is their pitching. Um, their starters, their bullpen closer overall is a better better lineup, better staff than the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have electric batting. Um, game one was all them bats. You know, game two, we'll see how it turns out, you know, with it. Um, I, I was going for the Rays because of the pitching, and they have bats. Um, I thought all that the Dodgers was working with was just the bats. So, but, you know, but if those bats get going, I mean, those guys can put up a lot of runs, and and we have to talk about Mookie Betts, man. This guy is a straight throwback baseball player. He does the things that players did, you know, 15, 20 years ago, the Jeter stuff, the, you know, um, the Damon, Johnny Damon type stuff. You know what I mean? He plays the whole aspect of the game. You know, when's the last time you've seen a guy hit for power like that, be a gold glover, and also be able to play the small ball and run the bases with precision as he did last night? I mean, you stole two bases in one inning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you was so – did you see the jumps that he got on those steals? It's like when the pitcher or the catcher goes to throw the ball, you're already standing up on second. He's time. already there. <laughs> there is literally no reason to toss that ball because you're just asked for something to happen. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I got to – man, um, I don't know what Boston was thinking. I guess it's just because they couldn't pay him. I'm, I'm not really sure, but, I mean, he won with them there, and he's going to – it looks like he's going to win with the Dodgers. I mean, not so I don't know. Bad. Right now, the Dodgers look like, to me, as the Buffalo Bills of the 80s. <laughs> get there, get there, get there, get there, and just get yeah. there. Was- a lot of that Kershaw's not showing up, but he showed up last night. He and did. He did. And for them, it's good that they got 70-some pitches out of him, six innings, and could rest him, pull him, rather than with that big lead that they had, rather than having to use him up more in the first game to not be able to utilize him as much come game five, four. Five. Four. Five. Depends on what the series is at game four. If I was them, I wouldn't put him in before game five. He already struggles. He has the highest ERA of any starting pitcher in postseason history. But for, him to st- but for him to start this World Series out the way he did last night, I would be contemplating on putting him in. Listen, I'm not going to do that because one be- one nice up-the-line hit and that first inning is blown out the water. He almost loaded the bases up in the first inning last night. So let's not act like Kershaw just came out and was having balls with that slider. He was having troubles locating that slider and uh, and this fastball. So it was more bad execution from the raised bats than good pitching from Kershaw, from, um, um, Kershaw in the first and half of the second. But once he settled down, then he started hitting them with that leg kick and that slider starting to hit his spots. So if they could have got on him in the first inning, you might have saw Kershaw out the game in the second. That's true. Good point. Damon, I like you. You're starting to come baseball-itis. Hey, dude, I do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really don't have much more. 
on the World Series? Unless you got something to throw in there, it's up to you, man. Um, it should be fun. It's not the fall classic we're normally used to seeing, but I do in like the endurance factor, the seven games in seven days. I love it. I think is I think you should do more of it. <laughs> Why not, man? Why not? You got enough people to play bat, blah. Got enough people to play baseball. Like you can't like we said before, you can't do it in football. Listen, baseball, there's some athletes. Yes, whatever. But to me, baseball. Okay, I'll say this about baseball. He's about to say racing is more of a sport or the more than an athlete than no, baseball. No. <laughs> they're in better shape. Except for Tony Stewart, but they're in better shape. I play like this. He's different. He's not a racer anymore. Man, he was chunky when he wasn't. <laughs> he got that way. Baseball is the most skilled sport to play. Baseball is the least athletic sport to play. Because under golf? Yeah. Yeah. Because the hand-eye coordination John that it Dale. takes from a ninety from a ninety and up, hundred mile an hour pitch, and to be able to recognize when that hundred mile an hour pitch is dropped off at eighty six miles an hour for a breaking ball, you know what I mean? And to be able to catch that with the bat speed, you know, and it ain't easy to play center field, bro. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I you're the fastest on, player on that. You're the fastest player on that field. Yeah, and the level of knowledge that you have to put your arm and your fingers through and manipulating the spin and the curvature of the ball, that's really good. But, I mean, most of your pitchers are a little chunky. Most of your face buddies are a little chunky. <laughs> Usually lefties. No, most, most, yeah, and most of the time, your most athletic players on your team is your center field and your shortstop. That's it. <laughs> All, right. All right. And and on that note, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So, David Wells and RTs and Big Poppies and uh who's Manny not Manny Machado, but uh Manny being Manny. Manny Play Ramirez. With Boston, Ramirez. <laughs> that's how you get those kind of guys. I mean, when was the last time some place? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm starting to lose a lot of interest in the gameplay of baseball because it's going away from some of the things that made it baseball, like the stealing of the bases, and, and that's all strategy. I know we disagree on on shifting the field, but that's part of strategy, man. Learn how to hit it the other way, or I'm gonna put my guys exactly where you're gonna hit it every time. I ain't got no frog. Oh no. I'm not a fan of the shift because <laughs> I don't understand it. And now when they shift it, so I get now more. I just now I just learned just something. Yeah, I understand. So the, the I'm shift, a, the shift is okay. Say you're a left-hander and you I, can't I hit it. You oh well, you I said it. I don't understand why. No, I don't understand why they do it when you got professional batters, but as I'm watching the game, and then I think the same way when I think about pitchers, you know what I mean? Because when you come up playing baseball, you pitch, you hit, you throw, you run, you do all the aspects, you know what I mean? 
And I think if you're a really good batter, and if you've made it to that level, you, you should be able to hit the damn ball wherever you need to hit the damn ball. You should be able to. But if you can't, I'm going to shift my whole team hey, to the exact spot you're hitting to. Hey, some of these pitchers are that damn good when they make those pitches, make your ball hit into what yeah. they want you to do. Oh, yeah. So. It's all about the spin. It's all about that wrist action. It's just a different wrist action. Hey, do we have do we have a one thought tonight? Done. Hey, free promotion is free promotion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is that your one thought tonight? Love it. Straight from the ass tonight. The LA Lakers. And the L.A. Dodgers have won their respected championships in the same year. Damon, do you know? 1988. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Remember, folks, free promotion is free promotion. <laughs> and on- you you know what I'm when the last time both teams won a championship the same year? 88. Yep. He got that it. Right. Was, that was with the um the first the first uh game one uh walk off home run by the dude running around the bases doing this. I can't remember who it was. I was Jeff Gibson? Uh you might be right, but for some reason I was thinking he was with the Blue Jays. Like I said, I was six years old. I mean, you were you were like in high school by that time. 88. I was 14. <laughs> Freshman. <laughs> uh-huh. No. No. Who's no. an, an eighth grader, folks? That guy right there on that note is the one. This guy right here is the ass. Together, we are black and white sports powered. By First Financial Bank, Mr. John Wayne Buzzer, 317-417-8582. Call John today for all your banking, essentials, and accessories. 317-417-8582. And the rock star realtor, Mr. Shaw Nugent, 317-503-8322. Buying or selling a home, call Sean today. And talk to Tucker, 317-503-8322. And we have the infamous Pew Pew Girl in the house. What do we do, Damo? I had something cute to say, and then I forgot because she started doing fish lips. I figured it was because free publicity is free publicity. (laughs) Oh, I remember. I remember. Watch out, Daytona. Indy is coming for you. 